Welcome to the Dr. April Jasper Show, relevant conversations for business owners of today. If you suffer from dry, scratchy, irritated eyes, the problem may actually stem from your eyelids. Cleansing eyelids daily is essential for maintaining healthy eyes, which is why doctors recommend OcuSoft Lid Scrub Allergy Eyelid Cleanser. New OcuSoft Lid Scrub Allergy removes oil, pollen, and other contaminants from your eyelids to effectively reduce redness, irritation, and itching caused by seasonal allergies. These pre-moistened wipes are easy to use, on the go, or at home. Simply wipe and leave on. As the industry standard of care, OcuSoft has a full line of eyelid cleansers for various conditions. Available through eye care professionals, most retail outlets, and Amazon.com. Visit OcuSoft.com for more details. Hi everyone, welcome. I'm so excited to be here to have a chance to talk to my good friend, Dr. Glenda Alleman. Glenda, Thank welcome. you. Thank you so much for having me. We finally made it happen. Yeah. We've been trying to do this for a while. So thank you, April, for giving me this opportunity. Absolutely. So we have been trying for a while. It's tough because you are so busy. You have multiple locations. You have multiple children. <laughs> and you have multiple jobs. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so I practice in Pembroke Pines, Florida, and Miami. So I have two very different modes of practice. One is a retail setting, so I have my first practice in Walmart where we do comprehensive care, but we have a big emphasis on myopia control. Wow. And from there, I actually was getting really busy with the myopia management that I ended up opening a private office that is dedicated to myopia management. That is so cool. So how far from one to the other? How far is it to the private office? So the Walmart is in Hialeah, the uh, private office is in Pembroke Pines, so we are about 35 minutes apart. Okay. I'm glad you said minutes because miles really don't matter. Right. <laughs> Traffic is awful. Exactly. Well, let's back up a little further. I know your story, and that's one reason I want you on this show, because this show is all about being inspirational, helping people to see that they can do anything they want to do with their life, and the career that they've chosen is awesome. So let's back up to when did you decide and how that you wanted to be an optometrist? So I decided that I wanted to be an optometrist. Specifically, I was uh, working at a Walmart in Delray Beach, and I had a patient, um, I did a vision screening, and the patient said, I wanna, I'm ready, let's go do the exam. And so I walked him over to the vision center, and I said, okay, have a seat, the doctor is gonna be with you shortly. And then he looked at me, and he's like, what do you mean? You're not the doctor? Oh. And I was like, no, I'm just the vision center manager. So then he looked at me, and, yeah, and he's like, well, why not? Oh. And I still get chills when he says that and you know he was like you're young and smart and you have a great personality and that's the only reason why I wanted to do an eye exam wow. with you. And so. that so you had already been married and had children by then, right? Right. So at that point I was single. I was coming out of a you know bad divorce that went on for a while. And um, I was not in school. I was working as a vision center manager in Walmart. So when he said that, realistically, a single mom with three kids, very young at that time, wow. um, realistically speaking, you know, I couldn't go straight to Nova, although right. I did. Right. I walked into Nova and I said, 
Oh my I, I walked in and I was like, I'm here, I want to be an eye doctor. And wow. They're like, oh, where did you do your undergrad? And I was like, undergrad? What, what is that? Like, <laughs> no, no way. I didn't go to school here, so I didn't know what undergrad meant. Oh, yeah. And then they're like, well, you know, you're going to need to do about four years of school before you can actually become an optometrist. And um, I was like, okay, uh, all right, I'll be back. That's incredible. So was I, Nova at the same location then that they are now when you went in and had that it, conversation? Yes, it was. And as you know, because I, you're from I South Florida, again. Broward College is in the backyard of Nova. That's right. So I left Nova that same day. I walked over, I drove over to Broward College and I became a Broward student that day. Holy cow. So here you are, working a full-time job, three children, going through a not-so-nice divorce, not on your part, of course, because look at you, you're amazing, and now you've decided you're going to go to college. Did it take you four years to get through the four-year program? It took me, yes, it took me a little bit longer because, you know, after going to NOVA and finding out all the requirements to become an optometrist, I realized um, I would have to step down from my position as a manager. Oh, wow to become an optician was a more feasible option at the time. So oh my goodness. I went to school to become an optician wow. first. Incredible. Because you know, with three That's kids, smart. if I stepped down as a manager without any degree, I would be making, at that time, I think it was like $9 an hour. Yeah, that would not have worked. So I figured, okay, if I become an optician first, back then opticians were making wow. about $20 an hour. I figure I could work less, keep about the same Make the same money. making, and focus on school. So Unreal. That was okay, so then how many years are we talking? Two years for that, and yes. then four years for school? So two years for um, opticianary, yeah. and then it took me about three yeah. to get my prerequisites, and then I went to NOVA. Wow. All right, did you at any point along the way Tell the truth, Glenda. Did you at any point along the way say, I just can't do this? Oh, yes. Of course. Once? Uh, more than once. Um, and, you know, I think when we have those difficult decisions or where it's tough and we're trying to give up, we always have somebody that we call. Right? Yes. And we're yes. looking for that, oh. you know, that push like, yes, somebody to validate your um, your decision. Yeah. And I called one of my previous opticians. Wow. On, uh, when um, I hopefully he hears this because yes. I don't think I ever shared that before, and I called him hoping that he would tell me, "Yeah, Glenda, give up. You know, like just quit. Oh. It's too hard." You wanted to let him help you give up, right? And I called him, and he was like, "Glenda, no, you're not giving up. You gotta keep going." Oh my goodness! So that piece of that part of I never shared before, but yes, I there was a point where I and I'm gonna share this because some. My, somebody might be on this position as I had failed chemistry and I was like you know that's it like um, so and I see mm -hmm. that a lot that you yep. know a lot of kids oh, get you mean tour they have one they, event like that and they end it they exactly they give up their whole career because they felt one, one class. failure so what did you do so after talking to Hong and he didn't let me give up he shared with me how much money he had made that day yep um, it, so he was like, that's your motivation, Glenda. Think oh, about it. Oh, my goodness. 
so I, I continue and um, and I took because of that I actually became chemistry became my strength <laughs> which is good because optometry school those are some of the hardest classes right I, I could not think chemistry like it was not what came to my mind and made sense other classes math oh I could do that that made a whole lot of sense to me biology chemistry is, bio. Yes. is tough bio is awesome and now um, you can so explain yes. all those chemistry answers and questions to me all right, so let's keep sure. going. Two years, you became an optician. Three years to get your undergrad degree and get all that stuff done, and then take your OAT exam to qualify for optometry school. So if anybody's listening to this that wants to be an optometrist and you think it's too hard, it's not easy. But nothing is too difficult, right? Right. Um, so yeah, so if my story helps inspire anyone, I really hope that it does because um, as I mentioned, I had three children. Um, then, you know, of course, then that time I was young, I met somebody, started dating. Uh, by the time I went to optometry school, I was up to four kids. And then um, I got married. And when I was in my second year of optometry school, had my baby during optometry school, I was literally in labor during uh, optics and pharmacology too. So. Oh my goodness. So you left school left class to go have a baby yeah pretty much <laughs> okay wow so now you finish and were you with Walmart the whole time I was with Walmart the whole time um, I when I got into Nova um, I went to give my my resignation letter to my boss at Walmart and he was like no I'm not gonna let you do that Wow um, he was like you're right here we're in your backyard so he's like just stay with us and work you know whenever you can and don't hold me to that I mean you know they did that for me yeah. you're not uh, saying I'll do it for everybody but I do agree but, you were pretty special but uh, uh, back then you know it was a lot more lenient so um, yeah don't hold me accountable for that but yes they did that and I'm very grateful to to him yeah. um, to Eddie Chavez and as a matter of fact full circle I just talked to somebody yes. a recent grad oh, really? from Walmart I mean from Nova that is signing up to get a Walmart bees. Oh, wow. And my boss, that boss that said don't leave, um, he asked me to become her mentor. So, oh. you know, it's, it's just a really cool thing to do. I thought what you were gonna say is you just recently spoke to the incoming class at Nova of optometry students, which you did. I and did. one of the students is my daughter. I know. And I don't know who figured it out, but uh, it was pretty incredible. She did. She, she did. did. So that, that is amazing, you know, because um, I go to Nova at least twice a year yeah. to speak to the students, either to talk to them about how it is to have a lease in Walmart or yeah. to talk to them about the importance of myopia management. Yeah. Oh, which that's is, right. Know, we have to get to that. The thing that I love to do. And every so often I meet someone and they said, a lot of times we don't think the words that we're saying, it's making any impact on anyone. Right. And right. It's, it's just, you know, I really like, uh, I get a little emotional because when they, I meet someone and they said, you know, there was something that you said um, that inspired me, or I really needed to hear this today. Um, you know, yeah. those things are, to me, it's, it's like dear to my heart, yeah. um, to be able to say something and motivate somebody. We are excited to have Cooper Vision as a sponsor of our podcast. CooperVision is one of the world's leading contact lens manufacturers, and they serve eye care professionals and patients in over 130 countries. Their innovative products help millions of patients see every single day. 
One of the technologies and innovations that we love the most about CooperVision is their groundbreaking technology in soft contact lenses that helps to slow the progression of myopia in children 8 to 12 years old at the initiation of treatment. That's right. Well, one of the things you also, so let's keep going because your story still is, I mean, none of our stories are over, but your story continues to even just be more inspiring. So you finished optometry school. You uh, then had your practice inside Walmart. Did you go to the same location that you were the manager of? Is that no. where you were? Okay. <laughs> I wish that would have been a dream. Yeah. So yeah, no, unfortunately, by the time I graduated, that location, the doctor that I used to work with, um, Dr. Van, had already transitioned into getting her own practice, oh. and she had transferred the lease um, to, to someone, someone else. Um, so yes, darn it, but, <laughs> um, but I got at this wonderful Walmart location that it was kind of like a stepchild nobody wanted. A lot of people warned me, like, don't go there. Um, and you and made it amazing. To turn it around, you know, so I, yep. I think the bigger the challenge, the greater the satisfaction oh, when yeah. you can overcome that. You said, are you kidding? I failed chemistry and came back and look at me now. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a story. It's a good story. It's never anything, I think, to be, uh, to be discouraged by. But when we're in it, we can't see past it. Don't you agree? Definitely. Yeah. I think it's, you know, looking back at the things that I did, oh, my, oh my gosh. You know, and I remember being in that position yeah. and calling my friend to hopefully have him tell me yeah you can stop just now and, you know just quit um and and it's really hard sometimes to see yeah, what's coming it is but well how did it end up then that you opened a separate practice for myopia control so um because i am in a walmart setting and you know i want to be a very good business partner and also give the best care to my patients yeah as I grew in the myopia space and I got um, better established, I was actually getting a lot, a lot of referrals from right. my friends. Wow, and that's really cool. So when I was just doing myopia management um, with my patients in Walmart, it's okay, it's manageable. But sure, when I was getting yeah. a lot of referrals, you know, it was really not flowing well. And well, and it's not fair to Walmart right, either. It's, exactly. It's truly not their business plan. Exactly. And so okay. getting referrals into the Walmart, I, you know, I figured that was a little bit crossing yeah. the, the boundaries. So I decided to open a second location. Brilliant. Which, um, you know, was very scary at the time because I decided to open a myopia management, a specific practice, which Just was referral-based only, wow. not even a primary pediatrics. Oh man, that's incredible. So, looking you, back, I'm like, oh, what's wrong? Yeah. How long <laughs> I don't have you know what I'm thinking. So, I opened it right in the middle of COVID. Okay. So, it's been three years now. Awesome. Do you need less space for a location like that, do you think? You do, because my business model is unique in the sense that we work by appointments only. And when um, we, you know, specifically are doing myopia control and yeah. specialty contact lenses, I don't have to have a huge room for a dispensary. Right. Um, it just really minimizes the overhead wow. and also the real estate. Like oh, you can that's do a good. lot with a very small space. Yep. So uh, tell us as little or as much as you want to about this, Glenda. I don't want to put you on the spot. And I warned you I would ask and you could just go where you felt led. But there was a lot of challenge in your life that could have kept you from this other than failing chemistry. <laughs> Is there any of that that you want to share and how you made it through that? Um, uh, yes. I, I failed something too. So <laughs> that's why I giggle because 
I, and I will tell you, one of the things I failed was my first checkout of uh, doing measuring IOP. You know, we had to measure it on each other. Right. So another optometry student. And I don't know what that person's problem was. I don't even know to this day who my patient was. But I went to do tonometry, and this patient starts crying, like tears running down their eye and then down their face. And it's impossible to do it then, and they only oh. give you one chance. Right. So I go to go in not knowing, why don't you just take a minute? And I could not get a measurement, oh. and I failed. And do you know how... Like, it's a silly thing, right. but I felt like I should quit right then because if I can't take a measurement, then I'm an utter failure. Oh, my gosh. I almost wasn't here either. What? Imagine that. <laughs> and you're so wonderful oh my gosh. and inspiring. All right. But uh, I, so see, I gave you time to think thank about Thank you. It. Thank you. So I, I do, I think it is important that I share that, um, you know, because I hope that I can inspire somebody. Yes. And I just had an experience with someone very close to me that um, basically when I moved to the U.S., I was, um, I was married, but I was in not in a very good situation. You know, I was in a situation of domestic violence. Um, I literally held on to these $30 that somebody gave me, which were, you know, my escape route. And, wow. and I held on, I mean, I had my baby. I had to take a taxi to the hospital by myself. And, um, and I had those $30, and I remember that those $30 were untouchable yeah. right they were reserved yeah. because it was like a safety issue so i remember sleeping on the floor in the hospital when i had my baby not in the u.s in the, in US. the u.s okay yes because i had no insurance and nobody to you know support me yep so my back then husband father of my child um would not go to the hospital because he didn't want to be responsible for the hospital bill uh. So, um, you know, and I remember that I had, besides the $30, I had a dollar and going down to the McDonald's in the hospital, in Broward Hospital, and getting, back then, thank God, we had 99 cents burgers. burgers. Um, you know, so that's what I, oh that's what I had. Gosh. And um, I, you know, after that, I, I, my kids, my kids are really my inspiration because yeah. I had my kids at that time, I had two babies and, um, the situation was so bad that I really, I was able, they gave me the courage to get out of the situation because I didn't want them to go through that. You know, yeah. no child should go through that. And this is very emotional for me, yeah. but I think it's important to share because there may be someone else yeah. that could be in that situation. Yep. And, um, and they think they have know. no choice and they think right. they have no hope. And they may not even have the $30, you right. know? Exactly. So what happened? You're laying on the hospital so, floor. So, so yeah, so you know, that, that passed, I, after, because I had to, so I was, you're like in the U.S., you don't sleep on the floor in the hospital, but that's because if you have a normal birth and, you know, your baby's okay, you're released after two, three days, but my baby was born with, um, uh, what was Billy Ruvina something? Uh, they had jaundice. to keep him jaundice, so they had to keep him like, a little bit longer. And since I was not, you know, in that critical phase anymore. They didn't care about you. They didn't care about me. It was just the, the babies can stay, but oh you need to gosh. clear the room. So that was the situation oh with that. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, that only gave me courage. So it's like after that, anything is like cake. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like well, what is, um, you know, going to optometry school and taking 24 credits. Um, oh, my so gosh. That's, Sorry. Wow. No, I knew you'd make me cry. I was ready for it, but, but it's um, just incredible I, what you've done. You know, and it's, 
any situation when you're in, in a domestic violence situation is not easy. Yeah. And um, it's very hard. It's very easy for anyone on the outside to say, well, why, why didn't you, you get, get out? out? And so, you know, have been, um, been in that situation. I, that's something that I don't go around walking around and saying I was in this situation, but I was just sharing with you earlier yeah. that um, I'm okay with sharing that because I realized that somebody really close to, to me right now um, had just shared that she's in a similar situation and she actually, you know, made the move, called the police, and she said that, you know, she was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And she's like, don't, don't feel sorry for me. She's like, I feel stronger than ever. She's like, I feel empowered. And, you know, she was like, that first step makes me feel so good. And she said, I'm doing this for my daughter because yeah. I don't want my daughter to think that this is okay. Yeah. So that's why today I'm okay with sharing that because, you yeah. know, hopefully, and a lot of times we don't think about it, but yeah. it could be one of us, one of us very Somebody successful, yep. uh, you know, or even one of us here in this conference who yeah. is very, you can look like you're doing amazing, like you're successful and be in a very bad situation at home. Yeah. It's important. I think and it's important that people know that although you, you're doing great today and, you know, everything looks like it's going well, we never know what's going on behind the scenes. Right. And we need to know that we're not the only one and we can support each other and continue to be successful. And if you think about it, I mean, I just asked Dr. Andrew Lee. He's uh, speaking here at the conference as well. He's a neuro-ophthalmologist and he, I, I asked him through all of his career, did he ever have anything come up that made him feel like he couldn't continue? And just like you, he said, oh yeah, plenty of things. But I look at those walls, let me see if I forget, you guys help me. I look at those walls as somebody else's wall to keep them out, not to keep me in. And I just thought it was incredible. He says, if anybody tells you they haven't ever failed at something, they're lying. Right. You can't be I successful and not have failed at something. Yes. So, um, but you know, to close out, I guess the yeah. biggest satisfaction that I have now is um, what we were having Thanksgiving dinner with my kids and my son, you know, saying, wow, mom, like, you know, he's because now they're adults, young adults, and they're starting to work and they're mm. in school. Yeah. And he's like, how did you do it? Wow. He was like, how did you make it happen for us? Like, we always, you know, with the little bit yes. that I had, gave them my best. Yes. And it's just a beautiful thing to now see your kids looking back. And now they, they're saying, wow, I'm so proud of you. And how did you do it all? That's why so, you did it. It wasn't, and you started out sort of doing this for your children, but then it became, now not only are you blessing your children, but also blessing your patients and your colleagues. Isn't that incredible? It is, yeah. It's, it's, I get so much satisfaction of doing this, and I love my patients, every single one of them. Are you glad you're an optometrist? Oh, absolutely. I, you know, if it was up to me, every young, I mean, every person, um, even like, I have a patient who she's like, Dr. Hallman, this is amazing. And I'm like, well, why don't you do this? Um, so I love it. if it was up to me, everybody would be either an optician or optometrist. Exactly. I love this field. So any last words for our viewers, our listeners, our audience? You know, this is all about inspiration and you've been inspirational enough already, but anything you want to leave them with? Um, so I think um, if you have someone in your life that has inspired you um, or touched your life in a good or even in a bad way, I think it's important to 
um, go, well, not to the bad ones, but the good ones, go back to them and let them know because, yeah. you know, there has been so many people in my career throughout yeah. my life that have um, helped me, like the lady who gave me the $30. I don't know her name. She was actually a friend of my then husband. And, you know, she doesn't know how that affected me. And it gave me hope. Wow. Or the patient that asked me, well, why aren't you the doctor? doctor? (laughs) So I like to share that and tell people, like, you know, pay it forward and also if you have the opportunity to go back to someone and say thank you you know like thank you april for this opportunity you know for allowing me to share a very different side of my story that you know somehow you make me very comfortable sharing it and so i I do want to thank you for that because hopefully we're you know able to touch someone's life yes it will it's a story that people will hear and they will know that they too can make a difference and it's never too late to make a change it's never too late to make it to be aware of the fact that you're not doing what you do just for you what you're doing impacts so many so thank you for sharing glenda i appreciate you so much Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacU Health with Micromicell, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and micro micelle technology.